This is the 100 Marathon Club by me, Darren Smith, sitting here late at night with a cup of tea and the remaining five Ferrero Rocher, four normal and one dark, from a mixed box. And this is 100 Marathon Club number 76, the Yorkshire Marathon, the 16th of October 2022. What this would mean is three marathons in a four-week period. Crazy? Yes. Tiring? For sure. But doable and ultimately completed as part of my 100 marathon quest in 10 years. And the three races, if I think about them in retrospect, will be very different. Sure, the distance is the same. A marathon is a marathon is a marathon especially on road, but the weekends themselves were quite different. My second running of Berlin was Han Solo. I flew in on a Friday, hotel by myself, walked to the expo by myself, no breakfast run for me, chilled in my room with supermarket provisions. Around the marathon, I ate currywurst and drank beer by myself before getting a shower and then flying out, even avoiding the one person I knew on that particular flight, a disgraced influencer. My third running of the Loch Ness Marathon was a weekend with my brother at a Beefeater. I flew in solo, I met him there, I shared a family room, we are family after all. We grabbed food together, we raced together the entire distance, and even though I sped off to get my race line, finish line photos, he beat me by a second. Bastard. Anyway, uh, and then, you know, we got some food after the race, we crashed, we then got up ridiculously early to fly out together the next morning. Now, there was an influencer there at the race. This is the one who cried when she didn't get the qualifying time needed for Boston, and because she cried all over social media, she got gifted a place. So I also avoided that one. And so to Yorkshire for what would be my 76th marathon and above in seven years and three weeks. Uh, 11th of the year, 2022, my second running of the Yorkshire Marathon, having run it before with Lewis Clark, Kazza, Cat Pressy, Jenny and the Twins in 2017. And this one would be a team affair. I would be joined by international running coach Baz Taverner, Kaya, who has been PBing every race recently, Jenny, who had to pull out due to COVID but needed a weekend away from London, and Emma, who would be pacing the 5.30 group. And it would be a group effort. Trains from King's Cross and a common sighting of the Flying Scotsman. Pasta the night before, pub after and a barnstorming breakfast the next day at what used to be the York's first electric cinema. And so, in honour of a cracking weekend, oop north, I shall intersperse the review with facts about the Yorkshire Marathon, the city of York and Yorkshire itself. Fact number one, if you stay on standby, could you be my alibi? 
Shed 7 are York's favourite band and, little known fact, one of mine too. I would be wearing for this race my new Saisky, Saisky, Saskai, however you pronounce it, twin skin shorts and they were super comfortable. No chafe, no Japanese flag. Winning all the way, decent sized pocket on the back. They were brown uh, and black camo with a black under short and i bought a similarly colored well brown t-shirt to go with it however after applying vaseline to the old nipples first thing i noticed that the petroleum jelly had quickly soaked through the brown t-shirt uh, so you could see literally these are two black soggy marks where my nipples are and so i changed and instead, I wore my Rockstar running t-shirt with a hand doing the sign of the devil and holding a shoe. It's an old, trusted t-shirt I've worn for several races. I also wore my trusted, uh, trusted black socks and my current shoe of choice, my New Balance Extra Wide Quadruple E, I don't know, day glow apricot colored uh, running shoes that have given me a blister on my left foot in step all three marathons in a row i also wore a compressed sport cap why not it may rain it may be windy who can tell fact number two Comedian and one of my personal favourite comedians, Frankie Howard. Mmm, titty ye not misses. Terrible impression. Terrible impression. Nay, nay, thrice nay. Again, awful impression. Uh, Frankie Howard uh, was born in York. Now, the race started at 9.30 in the morning at the university. Un but, 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 unlike Loch Ness... You didn't need to catch a quarter past seven bus to get there. Oh no, due to my expert planning this time round, I was staying at a and b owned by a Gurkha that was a short walk from town, a short walk from the shops, a short walk from the station, and a short walk from the university. That was the Race HQ start and finish. And so, after a cup of tea and the morning ablutions, I made the short trip to the bag drop and just mooched about, cool as the proverbial cucumber, until we were all ready to head out. Now, Baz and Kaya would be running, but they would be doing the 10-miler. So, the only other people that I knew who were running the marathon were Laura Robbo and Emma. I didn't know any other runners, not even the guy dressed as a Viking with genuine heavy chainmail, a metal helmet, metal spear, sword and heavy looking metal and wood shield, or Tom. Now Tom was dressed as a T-Rex that then deflated halfway round and it was a sad state of affairs, a very saddening sight really it was kind of like you know he started going so well at the beginning as we all ran through the first archway into the city and saw young jenny waving us on but after that he got worse and worse and worse and deflated and deflated until the whole thing fell apart i can't help but think that this is a metaphor for the jurassic park movies
Anyway, <laughs> that was Tom. And I decided to position myself somewhere comfy. Between the 4.30 and the 5.30 pace flags, music on, Vaseline applied, Compede blister plaster on the hot spot on my left foot. I was ready. Fact number three. David Bradley, who plays Fitch from Harry Potter, was born in York. And for a further fact and a bonus point, he was the last famous person that I saw. As I saw him at Heathrow Airport when he was about when I was about to fly to Loch Ness. I was actually tempted to go and buy any of the Harry Potter books and then go and get him to sign them because you never know. Regardless, I was now running. My phone was charged and with multiple playlists for marathons and ultras, I was spoiled for choice as we got underway and, well, we ran the cobbles of the city. Around York Minster, the world's largest gothic cathedral and the shopping streets before leaving the city via one of the many city gates. York, if you did not know, is still almost completely surrounded by the old city walls with numerous arched gates to get in and out and castellations. Fact number four. Both Terry's of the Terry's chocolate orange fame and round trees of the fruit pastels fame started in York. There are several chocolate experiences and museums around the town and a round tree park. So I started okay. The first 10k felt smoother than, to be fair, the last two marathons. When I was running in Berlin, due to me dressing for the first mile and not the fifth, I had to stop and strip off my t-shirt, which was under my vest, my cap, my calf sleeves, my knee support, and bin them all in a, in a, in a charity clothes bin. Loch Ness, I needed to basically stop and then lose the vest that I had underneath my t-shirt. And also, my stomach was cut up to the point of bleeding um, by torque gel wrappers that were on my nutrition belt. So there's been this progression. The first thing I did was put the two calf sleeves that I might need if I start cramping up. I cramped up at Berlin, but I didn't at, at Loch Ness or, or Yorkshire. But in case I did, I actually put those around the nutrition belt which is which is a good idea but rather than gels with their scratchy cutting um uh, plastic that they're in um i i had squidgy shot blocks instead uh the rockstar tea was fully breathable the the cap was breathable the knee support i wore around my ankle um in case in case i needed that too i was kind of in a good place. My kit had evolved over three marathons to a point of me not needing to stop to change anything. Fact number four. York Railway Museum is the largest in the world and it includes a section of the Channel Tunnel, the only bullet train outside of Japan and up until the day we actually travelled 
The Flying Scotsman. The Flying Scotsman, if you did not know, is the first steam locomotive to ever go above 100 miles an hour. Now, to timing mats. I have, I have an issue with cheats. I have seen it at big races. I've seen it at small races. I saw it at Manchester. I've I've saw I saw it at a bloody um, SVN lap race around the that disgusting cyclo park in in Gravesend, uh, and and I saw it at Beachy Head, the year that it was two laps instead of one the the large route, uh, and I and I hate it. There's no excuse for missing a timing mat. And here, you know, they're normally they have timing mats at like 10k, 20, 30, 40, and the finish. Sometimes they have one at halfway, so that's 21k. Um, but here, here they they got it right. They had them at you know every 10k and at halfway, but also at the ends, the far, farthest ends of each of the there and backs. So there was no excuse for missing a timing mat unless you cheated. And anyone that didn't hit every timing mat, you cheated. And now, well, we were in the countryside. Uh, the 10-mile the route was the first five miles of the marathon although they started an hour after us. And then you cut into town and do another five miles back. The bit that they missed was the, the Yorkshire countryside surrounding, surrounding York, which is quite flat, tiny little villages, um, really tiny little villages, as in like they might have a single shop or a gas station or, or a post office and nothing else in each of these little villages. And the wind, the wind really did get up when we were out there. Proper like... I mean, okay, not Darth Vader, but certainly the wind was so loud that I couldn't actually hear my headphone music with my headphones in my fucking ears. That's how windy it was at times. And I soon kind of fell into step with the paces, a couple of paces. One of them I kind of recognised, you know, so, you know, that's the thing with social media. Uh, and 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 you well, actually it, social media is you you kind of do recognize people at times you don't always know where you know them from i don't mean that in any disrespectful way but when i've got when i, I follow 6000 people on twitter and i i follow 4000 on instagram and i read i don't know a dozen blogs and i follow some race companies on Twitter and Instagram, who clearly post the pictures of the races and the people there. So that I probably see tens of thousands of runners' faces every year. And I might just recognise the person. Oh, I know you. Where do I know you from? And it could have been anything as random as they were in a group photo, at a, a run through 10K at Lee Valley, or it could have been anything. 
But I was running along and I start running along with a pacer and the pacer looks at me and says, you're runner's knees, aren't you? And I said, yes. And it, it turned out that it was Marathon Guardian Angel, Emma Longfellow herself. Uh, she was running along pacing. Um, I ran with her. Uh, and close by was Laura, Laura Robbo. Uh, I think it's Robson or Robertson, but she goes by Laura Robbo online with her purple tutu. Um, and we had a chat, Emma and I, and, you know, it was really good to see her. It was genuinely good to see her. I think I kind of, um, uh, it was one of those strange moments. We were running along and a vicar came out of a church and the vicar, well, first of all, she, Emma disguised me as you're that guy, you're on Instagram. You say those outrageous things. I don't know what I say that's outrageous. Um, please let me know. Um, answers on a postcard, please. Anyway. We were running along and we came up to this town, this little town, stroke village, and, and, and there was a church and the vicar was out giving people high fives. And I look at Emma and Emma looks at me and I look at the vicar and she says, are you going to high five the vicar? And I said, no, no, I can't do that. My rabbi would kill me. And, and I think Emma took it seriously because then she started saying, well, my kids are baptised, but, you know, I don't. And I sort of realised that maybe she was thinking that, that I seriously meant that. I was, I was genuinely joking. Uh, one of my favourite things I do is, is high-five members of the clergy. Uh, anyway, we kept running and, and I basically bid her farewell and then ran off ahead. And I was happy to. Um, it was great seeing people. It's great meeting people for the first time, having a bit of a chat and then poodling along by yourself for a while, getting back into your music, back along those very windy, flat country lanes. Yeah, again, music that's, uh, winds that's so loud, it's, it's, it's deafening. Uh, before the second well there's two there and backs you basically run around run around the city you come out it's almost a straight line out and then you basically hit the first there and back you take a left there are already runners coming right so you go left for about a mile and a half before you turn back and then you're going along that way but then that becomes the other there and back but that one's even further you basically pass this uh, exit to the to the right which is where the runners ahead of you are going and then you have another mile and a half to two miles before the turn and then you turn come back and then and then you take that um, at both ends of these massive there and backs was a timing mat Thank God. The flags, by the way, are in miles, not kilometres, although they did also show 10k, 20, 30 and 40 on signs. Fact number five. The Archbishop of York from 1724 to 1743 was a man named Lancelot Blackbourne. He was a pirate of the Caribbean in his younger days, and he upset his wife by asking his mistress to move in with them. There was a point uh, coming up to that final turn off of, the, off of the second there and back that I just slowed down. The blister on the blister on the blister on my left foot was starting to hurt, and I was tired. I was a little dejected, but to be fair, when it comes to it, I don't really care. 
about time anymore. I had been asked or have been asked since then at least half a dozen time, times, what was your time? My response is, well, this is my third marathon in four weeks after Berlin and Loch Ness. I was just happy to get around. And everybody then says, oh my God, that's incredible. And they don't care what my time was. So I was a little dejected though. I knew this was my last road race of the year. And the fact that it actually allowed me to get to 11 races and 76 towards the 100 Marathon Club. But what it did was it made me weigh up the rest of the year. And as I ran along with Emma, and then I ran with Tom, who was dressed as a T-Rex in an inflatable costume, that I decided that I would drop at least the third day of the Druids Challenge. I'm not three days of 33 miles ready yet. And then I noticed that Tom was repeatedly stepping on his tail, up until the point where his costume split, and it started to deflate as he was running in it. He then stopped on the side of the road. His costume had quickly become so flat and deflated, it was no, now hanging off of his body like a giant brown wet flannel. As I watched, I decided that I would limit myself to just one road marathon a year. Perhaps two, one in the spring that I would train for, one in the autumn that I would train for. None of this three-in-the-same-month bullshit. It just isn't conducive with being happy. Fact number six. The wife of the minister in the 17th century, the minister of York Minster, Jane Hodson, her name was. Jane Hodson, the wife of the minister of York Minster Cathedral in the 17th century, bore 24 children. That's even more than JK. 24 children. Man, I bet her undercarriage, in the end, looked like Tom's deflated T-Rex costume. Joking aside, and there's no re nothing really funny about running, um, it is what I... It is what it is. The thing about running as much as I do is that I know that I can finish. Unless I'm injured. Now, I was injured at Copenhagen and injured at the Round Reading Ultra. But since then and before then, even when my run turns into a, a jog or my jog turns into a run-walk or then just a walk, I know that I can still do this. I can still walk over the line at the end or at least have enough energy when I get to that final straight to give it a bit of a sprint. And with Laura, Robbo and me now playing the overtaking game and that Viking guy still on that first out and back two hours behind us and Emma and her run buddy doing such an excellent job, I was back in town and heading towards the university and the finish, walking up that last hill 
before running the whole of the finish straight, flicking the V sign to the crowd and the sign of the devil to the photographers for so I could actually send a photo to Rockstar. Also, Miss uh, Jenny, she was shouting encouragement from the side of the road. But still, I'd done it. And from then on, it was all about recovery. And so I, I met Jen. We had a coffee. I had loads of coffee this weekend. And I don't normally drink coffee. I normally just drink tea. I uh, had a coffee. We grabbed an Uber. Um, I grabbed my medal, which was small, uh, blingy. And it looked exactly like the 10-mile medal, except it had 26 instead of 10 as its shape. The only T-shirt they have... Now, they ask everyone in advance, what T-shirt size are you? And they actually have it written on your number. Mine was a L. But they only had XXL T-shirts left. So even though they should know what everyone has let, hey, wants or needs, they they'd given out all the larges and the mediums so i turned it down i didn't want to have to gain 15 kilos to fit in a fucking pink t-shirt that i would never wear anyway and then i was in an uber to the duke of york pub in the city center to spend the evening drinking with jenny international coach baz and pb girl Kaya. although due to bad timing we ended up enjoying our roast dinner and i enjoyed my uh, beef and ale pie and mash but we didn't get dessert which was a shame as i had a hole in my stomach exactly the same size as apple crumble and custard not cool duke of york not cool not cool at all fact number seven this was the 100, Mar 100 Marathon Club number 76 in seven years and three weeks. It was the 11th marathon and above of 2022, my third road marathon in four weeks. At the age of 49, overweight by about 10 kilos and not trained, I have a decent half marathon time in me before I start to falter, but... Age, wisdom and experience means I'm okay with this. I can fumble through the second half of any race. I always think I count up until halfway and then from halfway I start counting down. That's how I do my trail ultras and it's how I do my road marathons. Now a great thing that makes me incredibly happy at this moment in time is I do not have another road marathon booked for 13 months. And that will be the New York City Marathon in November next year. And in the meantime, I just have trails. And I love trails. You can take it easy on the trails. And next up, dear listeners, at most, two days of the Druids Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> 